The Tigers get rained out, so it's a housekeeping day here on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. You're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, as you all know. This episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with the fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off of $500. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Okay. We are back. The Tigers are not back yet. Uh, got rained out on Tuesday. So we have a little bit of a, a housekeeping day. We get a, a nice little day off where we can just catch up on all the stuff off the field that has been going on within the organization. Well, still kind of on the field, but not on the major league field. Within the organization, uh, we're going to take a look at some of the news and notes from the minors. Uh, we are going to talk about a call-up that was just made right before I hopped on here. Uh, you, spoiler, now you can find out when I, I recorded this episode on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, just a, 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 like I said, a housekeeping day. A chance for us to catch up on all the news and notes. Because baseball, baseball is a beautiful game. And because there is a game being played every single day, uh, that we don't always have time to go through all the news and notes of the entire organization. I'm also the host at Lockdown Red Wings. You know, there's a couple of games, what, three games a week. So on those off days, we can talk about, you know, moves and, and such like that that are made at the lower levels or within the front office or anything like that. We don't really have that luxury here because we got a game recap every single game. So uh, blessing in disguise as far as uh, th- th- today's episode with the rain just a nice little day to, to be able to catch up on everything. I think the biggest thing, I don't even know what to start with. Well, I do know what to start with. We're going to start with the rosters being cut from 28 to 26 uh, on Monday. And then we had the crossover yesterday, so we didn't really get to go into it. Um, but on Monday, every team in baseball, the rosters were expanded to 28 at the start of the year because of the shortened spring training. They wanted to accommodate teams a little bit, give them some more arms, bats, whatever they needed. So the rosters are back to 26, which is the new permanent um, number. No longer are the days of 25 man rosters. We are at officially at 26 from here on out. And in order to get our roster from 28 to 26, we kind of talked about at the very end of what Friday's show. That sounds right. Right. No, no. Monday's show, I guess. Regardless, kind of talked about at the end of, of that show. And uh, we, well, I guessed that it would probably be some combination of Willie Castro, uh, Dustin Garneau. And who was the other person I said? I don't remember. I, oh, Ronnie Garcia. So, uh, Monday has come and gone. Dustin Garneau was one of the players that was sent down. You're not going to carry three catchers. It's just not going to happen. Um, and there was a little bit of rumbling about like, oh, like maybe Haas could have just been listed as like a full-time corner outfielder. 
you would have a lot of outfielders. We that that would be rostering a lot of outfielders. I think he's going to still be primarily used as a catcher for a while. Uh, not that he's any more of a liability defensively out there than any of our other corner outfielders, but I, I think for now, uh, well, especially now that Garneau's gone, that pretty much seals it. But that is the thought process behind that decision. Uh, and then the other one, we have another injury. Tyler Alexander goes to the IL. Uh, I think it was just listed as shoulder or ar- like elbow discomfort, throwing arm, like discomfort in there. Uh, so I don't know what's, what that could entail going down the road and looking at the future. But for now, uh, he's on the IL. And that's... Look, he, he hasn't had a great start to the year. It's no surprise to anybody, but uh, it's not news to anybody, I should say. However, the injuries are just piling up and piling up and piling up. And it is it, – actually, that's a nice kind of somewhat transition. I guess we'll stay on both topics. But in the minors, Ryan Kreidler hitting the hand by a pitch, broke his hand, needs surgery, out for a little bit. So that's fun. Um, yeah, super cool. Ryan Kreidler, for those who are not aware, I, he quickly became one of the most controversial players within like the entire organization last year because uh, there was a group, there was a subsection of retired beat writers plus fans, I'll put it that way, that very much uh, wanted us to just not even sign a shortstop and just let Kreidler, like, be the guy. And I think that upset most of the fan base, but not all. And so he quickly became pretty controversial last year, has done nothing but hit, by all accounts, is a dog, got the dog in him. Uh, Above average fielder, but um, has the capability of playing second or third as well. Uh, which kind of makes him intriguing going like looking forward. I, personally, I think the plan right now is second base of the future is either Cody Clemens or Ryan Kreidler, whichever person takes it and runs with it. That That's how I see it currently. I mean, especially with Peretti's gone uh, and I'm still not a hundred, even with last off season, I'm still not like a hundred percent convinced that Illich is just going to be willing to spend every off season until we fill all the holes we need. Um, so personally, that that's how I view second base going down the road. Scopey is, as we all know now, uh, after I, I admitted my my blunder earlier, contract expires after next season. However, it's so such a relatively, in baseball terms, a small deal that you could cut him, you could DFA him at any point, and it would be no skin off anybody's back. Like it, it would be fine. So I think that that that's a legitimate possibility it is Kreidler and well, not, and I guess Kreidler or Clemens at second base of the future. I think that that is the, the, the future of that position. Now Kreidler's hurt. That was the whole point of this conversation. And I think that that sucks. There's my analysis. I think that sucks. He's fun. He's fun. He, he quickly became one of our better prospects just in the span of, what, a year? A season? Season and a half? 
So it sucks. And Cody Clemens is on the 40 man. That's nice. At least um, if they do choose to go away from Scopey at some point, it will be Clemens definitely now. Uh, and Kreider actually wasn't even on the 40 man still is not on the 40 man, but wasn't pre-injury either. So it was always going to be Clemens, but Kreider someone to keep an eye on for. Um, okay. So I think that's kind of it for that portion I wanted to cover. Garneau sent down, well, DFA'd. If he passes through waivers, we will ask him to be outrighted to AAA. He has the choice to accept that or not. So we'll see what his future with the club is. But for now, he's DFA'd. Um, and then Tyler Alexander to the IL. That makes 26. And now we have a double header tomorrow, which means that we get to call someone up to be the 27th man. And that was just announced, and it's super exciting. And we'll get to that right after I tell y'all about Blue Nile Jewelry. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are also observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring, designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Expert advice 24-7 with legendary service and 30-day returns. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile. It's a really cool thing they have. They have guaranteed service and repair for life. Diamond price guarantee is something they also have. You can contact Blue Nile to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs, and in most cases, they can meet or beat the price. They give you peace of mind. If it's not perfect, that's no problem. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, you, so you can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Need your special purchase fast? In most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured, and it arrives in discreet packaging. It's all, it's really just the best of the best. So this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Tigers listeners are getting $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. You can co- use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured. Like I said, it ships free, arrives in discreet packaging, won't give away what's inside. You can shop totally stress-free and find your forever piece going to BlueNile.com today. All right, everybody. We are back for segment two here at Locked on Tigers. <sighs> a lot, uh, not a lockout. Goodness. That's some, that's flashbacks right there. There's some flashbacks. Not a lockout. We have a rainout. Thank goodness it's not a lockout. No matter how bad this season's gone, at least we're playing baseball, right? Well, at some point, that's not even going to be true anymore. But it's not there yet. Okay. So, on today's game, as you're listening to this, on Wednesday's game, uh, we are playing a doubleheader on Wednesday. That'll be fun. True nine innings, none of that seven-inning nonsense. Back to a doubleheader, and I believe they're going with Scooble for the one start, um, and Pineda will then get pushed back to the Houston series. I believe that's the case. That could change from when I'm recording this to uh, tomorrow, today, as you're listening to this, when when the games are being played. 
Um, however, I, be- I believe that's what they're going to do. But the other game, it will not be Scooble and Pineda. They're going to push Pineda back. And Alex Fiedo will be called up as the 27th man. And he will make his major league debut on Wednesday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. First off, great choice of team to call up your one of your pitching prospects and have him debut against. Great, great call. No disrespect, our offense blows too. If the Pirates called up one of their top pitching prospects and were like, hey, we're going to do the same thing because your offense sucks, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably a smart move. Good job. So no disrespect, but good good job. Good planning. I'm, I'm with it. I mess with it. Um, Alex Fiedo, for those, just a quick recap of his career because it kind of has been a roller coaster at the professional level. Um, he was the – you know, it's actually wild. I don't think people realize we drafted Alex Fiedo twice, believe it or not. Um, how baseball, you know, works. You can draft someone straight out of high school and they can choose to go to college even after you draft them if you don't come to a contract agreement, whatever. So the Tigers drafted Fiedo in 2014 in like, what, like whatever, 30 or 40th round, I want to say, like way, way back there. And he was like, no, nah, I think I'll just go to college. Uh, I got a commitment to the University of Florida, Blue Blood SEC school. Yeah, probably made the right call. Then the Tigers draft him again in the first round. I believe he went 18th overall in 2017. Now, that, we talked about it, what, just last week? We came, I don't remember the context in which I was talking about it. Maybe I was just talking about Fajardo's last good start, actually. Um, But that Florida Gators rotation while Fajardo was there is one of the best college rotations ever. Uh, I mean, Alex Fiedo, Brady Singer, and Jackson Coar, all in a rotation at the college level together, all shoved, all, all, all did really well by the end of their tenures, obviously, all playing pro ball. Um, I, I mean, dudes in their bullpen, Michael Barn, uh, like that that's a guy I'm not sure he has too much major league potential at this point, getting up there into his mid-20s as well, coming out of a pen, but was a dog in college uh, that that whole pitching staff is just, they won the college world series like the, that year, the year that Fido was drafted, just all around one of the, one of the best college teams of my lifetime and one of the best college rotations in college baseball history. And Alex Fido was the ace of said staff. Unbelievable. Had like a two, two ERA, 157 strikeouts uh, was was just remarkable his final year at Florida. Um, and that's what got him a first-round draft pick selection. Comes over. Everyone kind of thinks that he is the next guy. He is the next, you know, especially the, like 2017 was when we traded everybody away, right? And the MLB draft is in June. So all at once, we have this, we we have a huge fire sale and trade everybody away. And then on top of that, we have, we we bring in this ace from this powerhouse Florida team. Everybody's like, okay, that's the guy that going forward 
Alex Fiedo is is going to be the you know the Tiger starting pitcher that we kind of build around him and Matt Manning was already getting some noise by then as well. Uh, drafted in 2016 at just 18 years old, Matt was. So everybody was like, all right, there's the two headed monster. Those are the guys. And his professional career was uh, it was not interesting because that's a dumb word. It was kind of fascinating from an outsider's perspective. His first full season in the minors in 2018 had a 402 ERA between high single A and double A. On uh, high single A, he had a 310 ERA in 12 starts. And then in double A, he had about a 5 ERA in 12 starts. Uh, the K per nine numbers were actually higher in double A than they were in high single A. And he was, look, the Tigers went on a stretch there where for about, what, two, three years, it was just all hard-throwing, slider, righty from SEC schools. That was like it. If you were a starting pitcher at an SEC school that threw hard and threw a power slider, you were getting drafted by the Detroit Tigers. And this very much fit that bill. Um, the slider has never been, movement-wise, stuff-wise, the slider has never been a problem. A lot of his stuff came from command, and then a lot of it came from, uh, a lot of his issues, I should say, came from uh, what he was doing outside of the fastball and slider. And that's why a lot of people started slating him in as he got further and further in his professional career. I mean, the dude's 26 now, right? So as he got further and further further down the road in the minors, a lot of people were thinking, okay, maybe this dude's just a bullpen piece. There's nothing wrong with that. Took him at the back half of the first round. If he turns into a good reliever, that's still a successful pick. But, you know, you drafted a, a, a power arm from an SEC school. Some people expected a little bit more. So I, I think – what he is able to do with his not secondary pitch, because his top two pitches are nice, but outside of the first two pitches, the rest of his secondary stuff as a whole will be important for the continuation of his development. Um, but as a whole, I mean, this season ha- has been, he's looked great, right? This season, he's looked phenomenal. He's made four starts, three for Lakeland in single A and one for Toledo uh, up in AAA in Lakeland, he had a two five three ERA and a ten point one K per nine. And then the start that everybody heard about in AAA, uh, his last his only start this year, but his most recent start for Toledo, he was expected to start Tuesday, and then they pulled him, and he's going to go up to Detroit. So in that last start, five innings, eight Ks, four hits, no runs, no walks. Phenomenal outing, obviously. Um, Another thing that's been interesting with his development is even before the Tommy John, he wasn't going super deep into ball games. And I think that kind of worried people and also made people think, you know, maybe that this dude's a reliever long term. But it currently it doesn't matter. We you all of our starters are hurt. Everyone, it's it's Scooble, Erod, and nobody. So you're gonna have to. To, well, Pineda's back now, thankfully. Um, you you got to find innings from somewhere. So it doesn't really matter, you know, if he only goes five, 
That's still a win if you're in the ball game, right? And then the big thing with his development is obviously the Tommy John surgery. Um, missed all twenty twenty one and has come back this year and looked great, which is awesome. The velocity hasn't really dipped uh too terribly much or where anyone's concerned about it, like, oh, we lost everything. No, the velocity seems to be fine. The movement on the slider seems to be fine. Alex Fido making his major league debut on Wednesday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm really pumped about it. Really pumped about it. Um we talked about Fiedo, we've talked about him a couple of times this season already. And I, I was of the opinion that he was going to make, he was going to always going to play in Detroit this year. I was very convinced that he was always going to be a Tiger this season at some point. I didn't think it'd be this early, but you can't really predict for injuries. And that's really the main thing that's forcing us to do this. But I was convinced that if he was going to come up, he was going to, come out of the bullpen now again injury situation kind of forced our hand a little bit we kind of have to do this but I'm kind of glad that he's getting a look as a starter you can never have too many starters and if he shoves then you just have another Tyler Alexander type of dude for now at least that you can put in the bullpen if you have a full healthy five or can give you spot starts and and kind of slide in there if you don't have a full healthy five. We have our five guys that don't include Alex Fido or Tyler Alexander. It's just three of them are hurt right now. So, well, two of them now, right? Yeah, two of them now. So, Fido, I'm really that that's really the summary. I'm really pumped about it. And we'll we'll see what happens the rest of the season. We'll see what happens after the game. Um, do you just call him up and then send him right back down again? Or maybe do you call him up and then, like I said, use him as that Tyler Alexander type player and send a guy like Ronnie Garcia back down. Then you have a rotation. If you were to stay up after the doubleheader, your rotation would then be Erod, Scooble, Michael Pineda, Bo Brisky, Alex Fiedo. It's not how you drew it up coming into the season, but it's kind of exciting. We'll see how it turns out for him. In our third and final segment, we'll do some uh, some more house cleaning, keeping, whatever you want to call it, stuff. Uh, but first, I got to tell you all about Built Bar. Summer's coming, and you... And wow, that was the worst transition I think I've ever had. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a Built Bar so you're fueled for the summer and for summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars is they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. It's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order right now. Most built bars have about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. You have to try the puffs if you haven't. They come in crazy flavors, banana cream pie, churros, 
it's all just phenomenal. And, and they're all healthy for you and taste amazing. So go to Built.com right now to get all your favorites. Like I said, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. So use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. You can get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for our third and final segment at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your next listen to Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from all of our local experts taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about on the docket here is Jackson Job. Jackson Job made another start in uh, West Michigan the other day. I believe as you're listening to this, this, what, two days ago now? As, as you're listening to this, two or three days ago now? Uh, went three innings, gave up a home run, couple of earned runs, three hits, uh, but also had three Ks. This is coming off the heels of his second start, which was two innings, four Ks, and barely any base runners, no runs. Uh, and then his first outing was, honestly, I'm not sure how anyone can, with a straight face, actually count what happened in his first outing. That is some of the worst defense I've ever seen at the professional level behind him. Uh, just error after error. Catcher couldn't get in front of the baseball. Just horrible. He only pitched an inning. Just whatever. So, first off, we see the innings going up. It's a great sign, obviously. He's going to slowly get get stretched out and, and go deeper and deeper into games. That's awesome. Uh, I think he'll probably plateau at three for a little bit. I think they went one, two, three. And then they'll probably keep him at three for a few starts. Um, and then unless he's just like, you know, has like 11 pitches through three or something, then they might be like, all right, let's see if he can go out there for four. But I think for, for the next little bit, you'll probably see him around three innings. Um, and then once he kind of establishes and, and feels more comfortable at three, then they'll add four and then they'll plateau at four. And like, it's going to be a slow process. You're not, you know, you're, you're not going to see Jackson Job like in, in Comerica by the end of the year. Like that's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to be a, a process that takes a couple of seasons. Um, I think there, there's a few things that I just want to voice my opinion on when it comes to his development. And the biggest thing is don't box score watch. It doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because results do matter. But at this stage in his development, three starts into this dude's career, I don't think we should be basing our opinions of him going forward off of how many hits he gives up in three innings. You know what I mean? Like, I, Personally, I think you look at underlying stuff and you look at the the metrics of, of his stuff and all that kind of uh, that kind of stuff. I said stuff a lot there. I'm sorry. But I, I think that that's much more important to his development than, oh, you know, he gave up three hits in three innings. That's, you know, a hit in innings not going to cut it. That's bad. I don't I don't think that's that important. Home runs are something you should look at because that means someone squared up a, a baseball, right? But I, I just think as a whole, 
His honestly, I might go as far to say like his ERA this season. I'm not sure really matters to me as long as it's not 12. I, like he's pitching two innings, three innings at a time. It's probably going to look a little high because if he gives up one run, he's, he's only going to pitch three. He makes one mistake. It's it's much. It has a much heavier effect on his ERA than someone who's consistently going into the fifth cynics fifth, sixth, seventh innings of ball games. So my point is just, I think it's important to look at how many people he's striking out, how many people he's walking. Uh, all of the metrics on his pitches are obviously very important. That's one of the biggest reasons why he's even on in the Tigers organization. We drafted him because his spin rate was ridiculous on all of his pitches. He is, I was talking to Trevor Huth. I got to get Trevor on the show, man. Talking to Trevor Huth like a couple of weeks ago, he is a unicorn, a, a dude that has the the RPMs on a slider that he has at 18 does not exist. It's not just rare; it doesn't exist. He is a, a unicorn with the potential to be unbelievable, but he is 18. That is the first time. That he's ever given up a home run in like an actual meaningful game that's being played in his life. In spring camp, he was throwing live batting practice to one of the hitters. And that was the first time he had given a home run in any setting his entire life. He's got some development to do. So all I'm saying is, I I know that you've, Everybody is, is tired of me pre- preaching patience with like everything with this organization. Jackson Job is not the dude to get into an argument with me about about like preaching preaching patience is stupid. If you want to do it about players at the major league club, if you want to do it about Alavila, you want to do it about a certain player, that's fine. At the major league level, that is that's fine. Jackson Job is not the dude to to die on that hill of that. That's just. That's not the right argument. He's 19. He was 18 when he was drafted. Um, so I, I just want to make that clear. I, I don't think we should all go, oh, well, you know, he's already given up homers. And look, he, he's given up hits in like every outing and and whatever. And, and he's made three starts and pitched seven innings, six, six innings of professional baseball in three starts. The ERA is going to be a little high because he's pitching less innings. Just pay attention to, to the strikeout rate, the walk rate, and, and and watch the video yourself. There's tons of video whenever he comes out. If you have a – like I, I have the ability to watch his, his starts live. If you have that, take advantage of it. Watch it yourself. Draw your own conclusions. But don't, don't box score watch Jackson Joe. That's – that again doesn't really make sense to do it with a guy in that situation not the dude to do that to down the road eventually it will now's not the time that makes sense hope that makes sense and that's it i think that's everything i wanted to cover um yeah that's it nice day not talking about uh how much the offense is struggling how much the starting pitching struggling outside of Tarek skubal not talking about a, a frustrating loss. Got a nice little rainy day in Metro Detroit. It is still pouring. Uh, nice little rainy day. 
in uh, in, in in the Detroit Metro Detroit area. Got to just have a a nice little conversation about everything in, within the organization that we haven't had time to really cover so far this year. So hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us, baby. Um, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. We bought peace and love going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all tomorrow recapping a double header and an Alex Fiedo debut. Tomorrow's show is going to be a banger. I'll catch you then. Go Tigers, baby.